0: Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Tuesday, May 31st. U.S. equities finished out a volatile month of May lower in a holiday-shortened week as volatility returned following last week's solid performance. Persistent inflation that has caused the Fed to turn toward a highly hawkish monetary policy recently has fostered concerns about a slowdown in economic activity and the possibility of falling into a recession. Investors also eyed a scheduled meeting between Fed Chairman Jerome Powell and President Biden today to discuss inflation and the economy. Meanwhile, the European Union announced a ban on Russian crude oil imports as a result of the ongoing war in Ukraine. In economic news, consumer confidence dipped, home prices increased more than expected, the Chicago Purchasing Managers Index surprisingly jumped, and Dallas manufacturing activity fell into contraction territory. Treasuries were lower, pushing yields higher across the curve, and the U.S. dollar nudged to the upside, while crude oil prices declined and gold also lost ground. Europe finished mostly lower, and markets in Asia were mixed. The Dow Jones Industrial Average declined 223 points, or 0.7%, to 32,990. The S&P 500 Index lost 26 points, or 0.6%, to 4,132. And the Nasdaq Composite fell 50 points, or 0.4%, to 12,081. In heavy volume, 6.6 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 5.8 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil moved 40 cents lower to $114.67 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price was down $15.30 to $1,842 per ounce, and the dollar index gained 0.1% to 101.74. Markets were mixed for the month of May, as the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the S&P 500 were nearly unchanged. Well, the Nasdaq Composite decreased 2.1%. In equity news on Tuesday, chipmaker Qualcomm, ticker symbol QCOM, is reportedly interested in acquiring a portion of the semiconductor and chip designer company Arm in its upcoming IPO, believing the company is integral to the growth of the entire chipmaker industry. Arm, a U.K.-based company, was purchased by SoftBank Group, ticker symbol SFTBY, in 2016, who announced plans earlier this year to take the company public, but said it plans to keep a majority stake. Qualcomm traded higher, while SoftBank was modestly lower. The S&P 500 was able to snap a streak of seven straight weekly declines last week that have come as investors continue to grapple with the ultimate implications of persisting inflation pressures and expectations of an aggressive Fed monetary policy tightening campaign. Schwab's chief investment strategist, Liz Ann Saunders, notes in her latest article, Signs Point to Rising Recession Risk. Now, rising inflation, rate hikes, supply chain problems, and the Russia-Ukraine war have contributed to growing recession fears. Lizanne mentions that despite a drop in consumer confidence, spending has held up so far this year, and many indicators remain at solid levels. However, she says that rather than looking at the level of data, sometimes the trend is more important. In other words, better or worse may matter more than good or bad. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. You can read all of our market commentary, including our latest article, Stock Market Volatility, Schwab's Quick Take, on our Insights and Education page. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Tuesday... The Conference Board's Consumer Confidence Index decreased to 106.8 in May from April's upwardly revised 108.6 level and versus the Bloomberg estimate calling for a reading of 103.6. The overall index was hampered by the Expectations Index of Business Conditions for the next six months portion of the index, which decreased to 77.5 from April's upwardly revised 79.0 level while the present situation index portion of the survey declined to 149.6 from the previous month's positively revised 152.9 level. On employment, the labor differential or consumer's appraisal of jobs being plentiful minus being hard to get decreased to 39.3 from the 44.7 level posted in April. The Chicago PMI surprisingly jumped and remained comfortably in expansion territory, with a reading above 50. The index increased to 60.3 in May from April's 56.4 reading versus estimates calling for a dip to 55.0. The better-than-expected report came as growth in new orders and production accelerated and employment decelerated. Prices paid also accelerated to keep inflation pressures extremely elevated, but supplier deliveries rose at a slower pace to suggest supply chain challenges may begin to ease. The Dallas Fed Manufacturing Index surprisingly fell and dropped into contraction territory with a reading below zero for May. The index dropped to negative 7.3 from positive 1.1 in April and compared to the Bloomberg consensus estimate calling for a rise to positive 1.5. The decline came even as growth in shipments and production output accelerated, while new orders decelerated along with growth in employment. Inflation pressures were steady but remained severely elevated. The 20-city composite S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller Home Price Index showed a 21.17% year-over-year gain in home prices in March, above the Bloomberg Consensus estimate of a 20% rise. Compared to the prior month, home prices were up 2.42% on a seasonally adjusted basis, compared to forecasts of a 1.9% gain. Treasuries were lower and yields have been choppy as of late as markets anticipate tighter Fed monetary policy amid the backdrop of persistent inflation and signs of slowing economic growth. As the Fed launches a series of rate hikes to try to cool off inflation, check out Schwab's chief fixed-income strategist, Kathy Jones' latest article, Bond Market Reset, What's Next?, in which she discusses how major central banks are hiking interest rates rapidly and shrinking their balance sheets in an effort to, quote-unquote, normalize policy. Kathy addresses the question, hanging over the market, what is a normal policy rate? Be sure to follow Kathy on Twitter. At Kathy Jones. Amid this backdrop, also check out the latest offering from Schwab's Director of Fixed Income Colin Martin and Director of Fixed Income Strategy Cooper Howard titled Eight Questions on the Bond Market and Rate Hikes. The yield on the two-year Treasury note was up seven basis points at 2.54%. The yield on the 10-year note rose 10 basis points to 2.85%, and the 30-year bond rate gained 10 basis points to 3.07%. The economic calendar for tomorrow is robust, with reports slated for release to include a look at the manufacturing sector via the final read on S&P Global's U.S. Manufacturing Index, expected to remain at the preliminary read of 57.5 but down from April's 59.2, as well as the ISM Manufacturing Index for May, estimated to tick lower to 54.5 from the prior month's 55.4 with a reading above 50 denoting expansion in activity for both indexes. The Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, or JOLTS, is also on deck, expected to show 11.3 million jobs were available to be filled in April, compared to the 11.5 million in March, as well as construction spending for April, forecasted to have increased 0.5% month over month. In afternoon action, the Fed will release its Beige Book, a look at business activity across all Fed districts, and is used as a tool for the Fed's monetary policy meetings, the next of which is scheduled for June 14th and 15th. The MBA Mortgage Application Index for the week ended May 27th will round out the busy docket. In international news on Tuesday, European equities were mostly lower, with the U.K. being the lone exception, cooling off a bit from last week's strong gains. Markets continue to face a flurry of headwinds, exacerbated by news that leaders in the European Union have reached an agreement to ban most Russian oil by the end of the year as a result of the ongoing war in Ukraine. Inflation concerns have prompted tighter monetary policies out of the Fed and the Bank of England while boosting expectations that the European Central Bank will raise rates later this year. This, along with signs of slowing economic growth, has increased worries about a possible looming recession. Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, offers his latest commentary, The Three Bears, discussing how stocks, bonds and cash are all in a bear market or teetering on the edge of one, a very rare event. He points out how over the past 72 years, there have only been two prior periods with a triple bear. Jeff adds that a bull market is likely to return, as it typically has, but the timing is in question. He notes how every period is different, and there can be no guarantees, but it is worth noting that the prior periods featuring any of these three bears were often very brief. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The European economic calendar was busy today. Several countries reported inflation data, with Spanish CPI, French CPI, and Eurozone CPI all increasing more than expected, while German preliminary inflation data also rose more than expected. Meanwhile, French GDP came in lower than expectations and ticked lower quarter over quarter. The euro and British pound were both lower versus the U.S. dollar, while bond yields in the U.K. and across Europe were higher. The UK FTSE 100 index ticked 0.1% higher, while France's CAC 40 index was down 1.4%, Germany's DAX index fell 1.3%, Spain's IBEX 35 index declined 0.9%, Italy's FTSE MIB index decreased 1.2%, and Switzerland's Swiss market index traded 1.2% lower. Stocks in Asia were mixed on Tuesday as the many headwinds worldwide remain. Persistent inflation remains a concern, as well as the resulting monetary policy action that is seeing many developed countries raise rates. However, China is moving in the opposite direction and moving toward more stimulus as COVID lockdowns continue to hamper activity. COVID infections in China have fallen for the first time since March, allowing some easing in restrictions. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop discusses in his article, Recession in China, how China's economy and consumer market has likely slipped into a recession, at least by China's standards. Jeff takes a look at the short-term and long-term impacts of any extended disruption of the lockdowns on consumer spending and business output. In economic news, Chinese manufacturing and non-manufacturing PMIs rose and beat expectations, but both remained in contraction territory. Meanwhile, Japanese consumer confidence rose more than expected in May. The country's jobless rate ticked lower, but its retail sales fell month over month. Japan's Nikkei 225 index declined 0.3%, with the yen weakening some versus the U.S. dollar. China's Shanghai Composite Index rose 1.2%, and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index rallied 1.4%. Australia's S&P ASX 200 index fell 1%, South Korea's Kospi index traded 0.6% to the upside, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index was down 0.6%. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will offer a number of manufacturing PMIs from across the globe, while other reports slated for release include first-quarter GDP from Australia, trade figures from South Korea, auto sales from Japan, retail sales from Germany and the unemployment rate from the Eurozone.